Good morning, everybody. It's 10 a.m. It's time for a video. Let's get out there and use our green thumbs. What are we more senses? And let's just go. Hello, everybody. My name is Rob. This is Ultra Universe, and today we are going to talk about gardening. Um, this round table has multiple um, topics, and while I get my uh, my images up, um, our first topic is going to be beautiful flowers. Well, specifically colorful flowers. So. Um, So, colorful flowers are just that. Flowers that you would plant um, that are going to improve the, I don't know what you want to call it, the image of your backyard, I guess. So, thanks to housebeautiful.com, we're going to go over five of 36 that they actually uh, thought were awesome. So let's get started. This first orange flower we have here is known as Alstromerias, typically called Peruvian lilies. They come in bright colors like pink, orange, as we see here, and purple. Alstromerias, easy to grow and don't require a ton of care. Great for flower bouquets, and they last up to two weeks once cut. Usually these guys will bloom in summer. Now, before I go any further, last time we did the gardening, we talked about specific ones you can do in areas. These ones you're going to have to look up and see if it works in your uh, region. Um, blooming in summer possibly means that they do their, you know, better in heat, but it also just might be their blooming cycle. So if you're interested, uh, Alstromerias, that's this guy here. That's our first flower we're going to do. Now, going on to our next one. These guys are pretty uh, cool, huh? Bougainvilleas. A favorite in tropical locales, this colorful climber can also be grown annually if you don't, have, if you don't happen to live in a sunny spot. Bougainvillea can grow 20 to 30 feet tall and wide, and its beautiful color saturated flowers make a major impact. So you see all that purple up at the top. You have some red. Uh, mixed in as well. Their bloom season in warm zones, bougainvillea can grow year-round. So anywhere, kind of like where I am in California, you can probably grow these 12 months out of the year, minus maybe a month when it actually does get cold. However, in colder climates, you're going to want to bring the blooms in during the winter because the cold will uh, harm the flowers. These kind of remind me of wedding flowers, ones you would see draped around the archways, ones that you'd hang on the walls. So this is a very beautiful flower if you really want uh, decor. Now, for those who don't want to grow, you can probably grab these 
pre already bloomed and you can decorate as is. Now, like many flowers, like for instance, the uh, Alstroemeria, once you cut it, it only has about two weeks. And that's kind of generally flowers. Every time we get flowers here, once in a while you get one that lasts almost a month. I think we had a, a bouquet of lilies, I think it was. But most of the time, once they're cut and once you take them out of the box and put them in your, your vase, they do only give you about a couple weeks worth. So keep that in mind. If you're looking to repot, those might last longer. But if you're looking for decor, make sure you're aware of the length of time that they last. That way, when the color fades, you can repopulate with more. Our third one up here seems very simple, but it's a very beautiful shaped flower. These are what's known as gardenias. Probably have heard about these before. Known for its rich scent, this waxy flower with glossy thick leaves is often used in perfumes. An evergreen shrub that can grow eight feet tall, gardenias grow best in humid areas. Bloom season, they can bloom during different seasons depending on the variety. Many appear in the spring and the summer. So if you're in a humid area, for instance, the um, East Coast, Florida, uh, New York, um, Virginia, that side of the U.S., that's going to probably be a better place to go. Now, there are obviously countries around the world with more, um, um, what do you call it, land and also humid areas. I know places like uh, Spain, France, and Greece, depending on the time of year, can get humid as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if you can find them throughout Europe and possibly Asia too. So this one, being that they can bloom all throughout the year, this might be a good one for, um, you know, new, newcomers to gardening or those who just want to kind of have an easier grow. And again, you can shop all of these online, um, anywhere flowers are sold. Now look at these guys. These are really pretty. These are known as Cosmos, um, sharing the same name as what one would call space. Now, I'm loving these because the purple and the pink and, well, I guess more lavender really pop out color-wise. With being delicate, these daisy-shaped flowers seem almost weightless stop their super long stems, which can grow up to 60 inches tall. Stake them for added support. Staking means adding a piece of wood behind it so they don't, they don't bend. You do the same thing for sunflowers because sunflowers get really tall. Uh, wedding florists love to tuck them into otherwise stead uh, bouquets, for a bit of happy whimsy. You should do the same for tabletop arrangements as well. So these are definitely wedding flowers, obviously, but also table decor. Bloom season, you start the seeds indoors for these before the last frost so you can transplant them outdoors uh, when they're three to four inches. Expect flowers in summer and fall. Excuse me. If you leave the seed heads, uh, if you let the seed heads blow away, they'll self-sow elsewhere on your property. So this is kind of cool, if not a little bit confusing. So let me break it down. So on one of my other uh, videos, we talked about little potted plants that we bought on Amazon that you grow inside and then you take them out. That's how these work here. So you put the seeds in a pot. Um, most likely when you buy them, you can probably get them with a pot or you can buy a separate ceramic pot. When they are three to four inches tall, you then transplant them out, meaning you take them out of the pot with the soil, put them into your yard, and watch them grow. 
interesting enough, when they the the any the seeds that come out when they do blow away, they will transplant themselves into other parts of your yard. For instance, as long as you land in the dirt, and that dirt has you know the the, the it gets hit by the sun and water, and they will grow as well. So these are kind of the everlasting plant in a way. So one can imagine that if you wanted to maybe spruce up a local garden in your area, and obviously it's okay to do so, don't just go do it. This might be a really cool plant to use because they will kind of self-populate themselves as they grow. Now the last colorful flower, these are really pretty, I think. These are known as wisteria. Yes, just like the lane in um, Desperate Housewives, but they actually compare these to something you find in Jane Austen novels. Uh, not only does this climbing vine look romantic, it smells amazing too and will fill your space with color and fragrance. Be sure to opt for a North American species if you live in the States. Bloom season, plant between October and April in full sun. The flowers should reach their peak in late spring and summer. So again, kind of a nice little hanging plant. Very beautiful, very prolific it seems. <coughs> and for me, in that I live in the States, I would, um, excuse me, I would buy a North American um, type. So that was from Home Beautiful. So thank you guys very much. That was pretty awesome. So um, next up, we're going to get uh, some of these pictures ready. Next up, we are going to look at some pet-friendly plants because we at home we have pets and we want to have some you know cool vegetation so what do you do well the first thing you're going to do is obviously check with um you know your vet they will know first out what really is good and what may or may not be so good um next you can Go online as I did to get my research and you can see what plants actually are good for your dogs um, so let me get uh, sorry guys computer does not like to make things easy and of course it's not even working all right so unfortunately we're not going to have the visuals to show that kind of picture, I guess. So I'm going to describe as best I can. So the first one, and these ones come from the sill.com, and you can actually buy plants from here. So I'm going to go ahead, actually, and put this up on There you go. And when you go there, type in pet-friendly plants. The first one is one that I've heard of, and many of you probably have as well. It's the money tree plant. No, money doesn't grow on it, but it is said to bring you good luck and good fortune. The money tree is the perfect plant to add any to, to any room in your house to create good feng shui. It's known for its resilience, ease of growth, and fun braided trunk. Each plant is unique. Size and shape fluctuate by season, so all measurements are shown as a range. Small plant measures between 14 and 18 inches tall from the soil line to the top of the foliage. Um, you get it from or they, this company gets it in their nursery, in a pot nestled in your planter of choice. So they'll already put it into a pot for you. Now, my guess is because they, you know, this is, 
they, they what they do is they're just basically selling these plants to do. All of these are probably they are pet. Oh, here we go. So they're non-toxic. Um, some of them are fake, um, and some of them are preserved that uh, you can share with families who have cats, dogs, and other furry family members. So basically, the importance here is that they are um, non-toxic, and some some of them are fake as well. If you you know if you don't want to actually grow. Now the next one I hear that I like was called the button fern. And this is kind of like a viney, um, uh, you know, crawl over type of plant. Uh, despite its appearance, with adorable button-like leaflets attached to its delicate stems, it is a tough little fern. On the cliffs of native New Zealand, it can withstand a variety of temperatures and humidity, and of course, pet friendly. Each plant is unique, as we said before. These ones measure between five and 10 inches from top to bottom, and also they come in a pot of your choice. So this one, you can imagine, in a place like New Zealand that gets very cold or very hot, if it can handle that, it can probably handle anything. Next up on their list is the Large Majesty Palm. Uh, it's a popular tropical palm, uh, known for its graceful long green fronds. It is a slow-growing plant, but when well cared for, it can reach up to 10 feet in height, giving your space instant jungle vibes. Size to ship best, our large majesty palm arrives with room to grow as it adapts to your home's conditions. These ones can get between 36 to 48 inches tall, arrives in a 10 inch diameter pot, large plants benefit from brighter light, and they require less frequent waterings. And again, they are calling it pet friendly. Now the last one we're going to go over is a summer orchid. Now if you want a plant that has a little bit of color to it, this is what you have. Now these are very unique. They are the stem itself is really tall, while the leaves are at the bottom. They are long-lasting pink-orange flowers known as Phalaenopsis orchid. It is easy to care for and non-toxic, also pet-friendly, making it a go-to gift for summer celebrations. These orchids typically bloom about once a year for three months. You may notice a small number of blooms on your orchid upon delivery. These blooms will open quicker in a warm indoor setting. After the cycle, the flowers will wilt and fall off, allowing the orchid to store energy to rebloom again. That's really cool. These guys measure between 20 and 31 inches tall. Actual blooms may vary in color depending on what you see here. Now, really quick, they say pet friendly before buying any plants. This is my caveat. Check with your vet to make sure that what you're buying is safe. Secondarily, if you do want to buy a plant, make sure to keep it in places that they can't get to. Easy with dogs, not so much with cats. We have a snake plant in the rooms that my cat lives in, but it is a hardy, non-toxic plant for them. Um, but still, before buying, make sure that your vet says that the flowers or plants are actually non-toxic. Appreciate you listening to that caveat. Now let's move on to our last um, one here. So this one is bringing us to nationalgeographic.com and they have some plants that attract songbirds and some other animals to your backyard. Now these, uh, the, uh, Images and materials here are copyrighted to them, so we are not able to show them. But most of these, you're going to know what they look like. 
or you can Google and see for yourself. Now, the first one on here is the sunflower. Oh, excuse me. Oh, the sunflower. Now, the sunflower is a seed. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Is a seed flower. Easy to grow annuals. Go um, love the sunlight. Get really tall. But they actually produce seeds that fuel birds that are either migrating or that come to your yard for the free meal. Now, sunflowers are really cool. However, if you have dogs, these things will be destroyed in seconds. So my advice is if you're going to plant sunflowers and you have pets, make sure to fence them off somewhere that the animal cannot get into. Or if you just want something pre-cut for your kitchen, you can buy these online as well. But if you want them for the birds, obviously you're going to want to plant them outside. Secondarily, and we actually tried to do this, but the wind here blew it away, so it died, unfortunately. It's the cone flower. These are purple flowers that go outwards, and the seeds in the middle go up, hence the cone. And these are pretty hardy uh, flowers once planted. And the seeds attract not only birds, but butterflies as well. So not only do you get a pretty flower like the sunflower, but you also get food for both butterflies and birds. The third one we're going to go over is the cornflower. These are blue uh, flowers, very beautiful. The seeds, nectar, pollen, sap, and foliage nourish birds, bees, and butterflies. So these actually help to uh, expand the population of those three animals. So if you want those, this is a really good flower for you. Number four, black-eyed Susans. Similar uh, yellow to the sunflower, kind of a smaller cousin in a way. These long-blooming, easy-to-grow perennials blend well with other seed bearers such as coneflowers and asters. So you can actually um, uh, plant these with coneflowers to get more birds. Last on the list are the daisies. Now, cheerful daisies for nutritious seeds that are vital winter fare for finches, sparrows, cardinals, and towhees. So these ones will bloom and give the birds their nourishment when they need it most, which is in the winter. Now, most of the time, like us, we have our bird feeder with bird seeds, so that's how we get them here. Unfortunately, our backyard is very limited, and we can't really do this. I'm hoping very soon to be in a place where I have a backyard to plant, and once we do that, I can actually show you some of this stuff, either live or uh, in pre-recorded video. So once we get that done, we'll let you know. But until then, what was your favorite part of today? Was it the pet-friendly plants, the plants that attract birds, or just the really pretty colors? Or was it all together? Let us know what you think. And as always, guys, thank you so much. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. While you're there, hit that bell. Boom, we'll be on your video. Until next time, guys, we have an awesome video this afternoon. Stay tuned for that and much more. Thank you all. Have a wonderful day.